If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, August 31st, 2022. I'm on your host, Blessing Adioye Jr. Joining me is my fellow host of PS I Love You, XOXO, Greg Miller. Hello, Blessing. How are you? Are you ready for a big PS I Love You, XOXO today? Huh? Huh? I'm, I'm excited for today. it. Good. Last what's the of topic? Us 1 versus Last of Us Part 2. Whoa. That's right. We're pitting them against each other. You can go to patreon.com slash games right now to get your questions in on the PS I Love You forum. Let me look. I got the thing open right now. We have a bunch of responses, of course. What was oh, the decision? The first one, I, first I missed out on the, on the Slack channel. Patrick. Patrick. Uh, what, what the, this, oh, the decision on the categories? Yeah, because there was a whole conversation going on. while. Ladies and gentlemen, today. Yeah, me and Janet were doing it. You know, Barrett was there too. Blessing, too important. He's got a beer. It's nine in the morning. He's got a beer <laughs> yeah. over there. You got to start <laughs> out the morning right. <laughs> Crack the Steve Weiser and get out there. We're going to judge The Last of Us Part 1 versus The Last of Us Part 2 today on PS I Love You, live, patreon.com slash kind of funny game. He's writing, writing right now against mm-hmm. five categories. The five categories are as follow Journey, mm-hmm. gameplay, characters, mm-hmm. pacing, twists. So no Metacritic. No. We're not, we're not, well, I mean, that's Metacritic simple, right? That, if we that, sat there, we went, who is the better Metacritic? We're that's, just, what, that's what this episode is. That's, that's what we're doing, that's we're doing this episode. people's uh, opinions, Bless. We're talking know, about our I opinions. I was just we're trying to get in there. We're going to argue. We're going to debate. We're going to talk about it. I was just trying to tease this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily because we're going to talk about Metacritic review scores for The Last of Us Part One versus the remaster. I guess not Part Two. I guess that's the thing. Yeah, I guess that is the difference. But yeah, what were you saying about the writings? Just write in. <laughs> Go write in on Patreon right now to be a part of this to find out what's going on. Cool. Well, let's talk about Last of Us Part 1 Metacritics because that's what today's stories include. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a huge PlayStation Plus drop and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. Except for this week, we're on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to KindOfFunny.com slash You're Wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, RoosterTeeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping for you our review of the last of us part one is up right now as a kind of funny games cast that is me that is greg that is paris and that is andy all giving our thoughts on the game you can check that out right now on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and on podcast services around the globe Thank you to our Patreon producers, Fargo Brady, Guy V, and The Saboteur. Today, we're brought to you by ExpressVPN and Chime, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Warper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with our 0.5. Greg, did you get a new keyboard? Not the same one. Why is it very clicky today? 
I, I've been hearing it for the last couple of days, yeah. And I didn't know if that was like a, oh, you got a mechanical keyboard? And so no, nothing's been... changed. It's just mm -hmm. always that thing of, I don't know, maybe it's, I don't know, no, nothing's changed. Maybe my, you know, it's one of those, you know how you turn the computer on sometimes and like it'll reset your microphone. Maybe my gains have changed. You ever know, you know mm -hmm. that? You, you ever have you your sound change? I mean, my well, game I does sound fine. Sometimes. I'm a professional. I got golden cords over here. Don't worry yeah. about that. But usually, I think we usually vocal cords. You perverts. <laughs> usually, we we, we don't uh, we keep the gates off because Discord fucks us on the gates. Sure, it'll include everything. It'll, it'll like not include half of what we're saying in there, and so we turn it off. But like, I'm still hearing your keyboard loud and clear. So what do you want me to do, Bless? I don't fucking know what to do. With this uh, I mean, there are a couple options. I like keyboard mic. clicks. I'm gonna be mm -hmm. honest. I'm gonna be honest. I mean, Bear likes them, and he's the producer, and so. Yeah. YouTube chat, we are here exclusively today for you in the experiment that continues. What do you want? Do you like the keyboard or not? If you tip $20, <laughs> I'll buy a new keyboard. <laughs> Let's hop in to story number one. We got a Last of Us Part 1 review roundup for you. Right now, it is sitting on Metacritic at an 88 and on OpenCritic at an 87. Luke Riley at IGN gave it a 9 out of 10 and says, A gorgeous and well-honed remake of one of the biggest boppers in the PlayStation Pantheon. The Last of Us Part 1 is the Can best way stop? to play. I'm sorry. Let's stop, I'll stop there. I'm I, sorry. I knew, I know where we're going. Thing, right? I'm like, sorry. I, this morning. You don't eight, think it's one of the biggest boppers? 8 o'clock comes In the around. PlayStation Pantheon? 80 and Pacific pops around. I've, of course, been up for an hour and a half because Benny's up there crying. He slept until 6.30 today. I'm proud of him. Uh, but I look at my phone. I check immediately kind of funny uh, games, youtube.com mm -hmm. slash kind of funny games. You're on it right now if you're watching live. And I go, did our, everything post? It posted great. And then I was like, let's see how off the ball we are. I'll go to the, the gold standard of video game reviews, IGN.com. I click on IGN.com. I scroll, with, I do everything we all do, right? I don't work there anymore, so I don't read the reviews. I scroll right to the verdict and the score, and I'm like, oh, nine, okay. And then I start reading. I'm like, a gorgeous and well-honed remake of one of the biggest boppers. <laughs> Wait, and I was like, <laughs> you, got, you don't appreciate good writing. That's no, called alliteration, I, no, I'm, I'm, He's I'm, not wrong, but, but I think I, I, I just, the wording common, is weird. Do you call a video nomenclature? Game a yeah, exactly it's a bop now i feel like you know for us millennials that's music. Us young kids yeah that's, that's music us. not video games bless well, come you on can do it you know what especially I mean? like, not the last of us like if any video game is a bopper it's definitely not the last of us yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. like i don't think maybe astrobot could be a bopper or yeah. like a ration clank like what game makes you want to dance it's not the last of us yeah what game get, like, you know gets you going right makes you do like a little jig it's definitely not the it, last the of thing us. about it is it's one of those adjectives right he's using that right where it's like I get it. Like, I get it. I just don't know if that's the right one to pull out of the uh, quiver at that moment and use. Mm, yeah. No, that's fair. I do appreciate the alliteration. Maybe you could have massaged that a little bit, but I do appreciate it. One of the biggest boppers in the PlayStation Pantheon rolls off the tongue. The last is part one is, is the best way to play or replay Naughty Dog's esteemed survival classic. The striking improvements it makes to its completely rebuilt world are complemented by the subtle refinements of its characters' performances. And while it isn't retrofitted with every one of the sequel's best changes, the upgrades to movement and AI make a welcome difference in an already outstanding game. It's hard to argue it was entirely it was an entirely crucial remake, though, considering 2014's The Last of Us Remastered still stands head and shoulders above nearly all of his story-driven action adventure peers to this day. 
Alex Avard at GamesRadar gives it four out of five stars and says, the question you have to ask yourself before picking up part one uh, then is not only whether a feast for the eyes is a meal, meal worth paying for, but whether that meal is going to completely satisfy your appetite, particularly if you've already had your fill of the original recipe. And then Tom, or a lot of writers today getting in their riding bags, which I appreciate. Hey, man, uh, I got to do it. I do want to call out that when I Googled Bopper to try to get a definition, I, got, I went to the Collins Dictionary, C-O-L-L-I-N-S Dictionary. Mm-hmm. And this actually, what I like, has a record of usage. And let me tell you, it, according to this, 1739 to 1757 bopper was getting used quite a bit and then it has quite the dramatic fall off here so yeah i don't know the last time i used the word bopper just in standard discussion i'll tell you straight up i don't think you've ever used bopper this way yeah because you talk about teeny boppers you talk about bops I you've oh, man, never song, I, you've never said oh a that's a bopper right that's no a usually bopper if i'm talking right about there. a song usually i'd say it's a slap i wouldn't yeah. say it's a bop but even then you would say bop not bopper I would de- yeah, I would definitely not say bopper. <laughs> yeah. Like With it's no a, context. It's I'm just gonna tweet bop, out, you know. I'm tweeting out this kids record boppers, of usage. You know? mm, yeah, no, that's a good point, Barry. That's a good point. Uh last review I'll pull for you right here is from Tom Ori at video game twenty four seven or VG twenty four seven. At VG twenty four seven, who gave it four out of five stars and says, if this wasn't a remake, I firmly believe it would be right at the top of the game of the year articles as we assess things over a bit of Christmas pudding. The PS5 has had some brilliant what are reviewers on <laughs> on today? <laughs> The PS5 has had some brilliant <laughs> games already, no doubt. But as a as a fan of The Last of Us, Part One is my new favorite exclusive on the console. Uh, Greg, do you not think that we'll have this in our game of the year conversations as we're eating on some Christmas pudding? Not a chance. No, no. Do you? I mean, like, you know, to summarize, of course, our reviews up on Gamescast. We all gave it a five out of five as well. It's amazing. It's incredible. It's The Last of Us. I don't want to play it. <laughs> You know, there's a whole conversation about like what you like. What we did is this eye of the beholder, man. Do you want to play Last of Us? If so, great, go for it. If you've never played it, oh my god, get it and play it. If you're not like jonesing for a playthrough Last of Us, there's no, you know, you're fine. It's just Last of Us. And so, as usual, I guess you should say as usual, because obviously Demon Souls, right? That got a lot of conversation for Game of the Year list, top tens, things like that. I just think that this is such a unique situation with the last of us part one where it really is a cool it's a remake that's great it can feel like a remaster and it's the last of us which is one of the greatest games of all time but we remastered wasn't that long ago like this is going to be one of those games that i really don't think you're going to see people being like oh my fucking god the last of us part one because theoretically you should have been saying oh my fucking god the last of us oh my fucking god the last of us remastered oh my like yeah, is, yeah. I, this is such a known quantity. It I, looks better and plays better. Okay. In in relation to Demon Souls, I think it's one of those things where it's like Last of Us also already got its flowers, right? Whereas like Demon Souls 100%. came back a niche it, game. Yeah. It was before From was From. It was before yeah. everybody was all about Souls games and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to bring in an interesting question from Nathan Shilkett, who wrote. Does in Nathan Shilkett use any fun vocab words here? All right. Uh, is he painting a picture? Because again, Tom's not using fun vocab words. He's just talking about Christmas pudding, which immediately you're like, oh, you're not from America. And then it's like, okay, cool. I, then I start reading it in an accent, and I like that. 
Meanwhile, yeah, Luke Riley, I don't know what his explanation of Bopper is going to be. You know what I mean? I mean, Alex, Alex of Art also is talking about like a feast for the eyes or a meal worth paying for. Every single writer this morning was in their bag. They're like, cool, we're writing about art. Let's turn our writing into art. We're going to really review the hell out it. of this thing. You got you to gotta love it. Uh, Nathan Shoket, as far as I can tell, doesn't re really use many uh, much flowery language, but he does write in with this. Do you think that the overall lower open critic and Metacritic scores for The Last of Us Part 1 versus the original and even re remastered PS4 versions will push away a decent portion of potential buyers who are expecting this to be the best version of the game and maybe being fooled by the lower aggregate scores into thinking it's not what they wanted it to be. And do you think the monetary valuation of a game should be heavy enough, uh, should be a heavy enough factor in a review to lower review scores uh, for games which seemingly have few points of criticism to point for uh, to point uh, to point two for lowering it from a five out of five or a ten out of ten? Uh, now, for context, of course, like I said earlier, Last of Us Part One on Metacritic uh, when I pulled it is sitting at an 88 i think right now reviews are still coming in so it's fluctuating between like 87 to 89 but right now i think averaging out it's 88 uh remastered on metacritic which came out in 2014 is at a 95 in the ps3 original re release uh was sitting on metacritic at a 95 as well so going back to nathan shoket's question greg do you think the metacritic pushes away potential buyers absolutely not i don't yeah. think i don't think there's a chance of that happening. I don't think most people are going to look at Metacritic with their decision for this. I think that this has been such a honestly, like you know, I, I'm not trying to use hyperbole here. I think it's one of the most fascinating review moments of my career because it is such a unique situation, right? Demon Souls again is such a great example of a game that didn't get its flowers, was niche, was small. A lot of time went by, and then it came out and a PS5 version, yada yada yada. Whereas like Last of Us, like cool, we're remaking but not deviating from one of the greatest games of all time okay we've done that like i feel like this one like the only way this could have gone badly with metacritic would be that if they completely fuck something up right and it was mm -hmm. that this thing was getting sixes and sevens and yada 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 this is like when they announced it and you saw stuff from it or even when that you just hear they're doing it this is what you close your eyes and envision right that you're going to get to a thing and it's like yep Looks better, plays better. You know, do you want to go do that? And then I think there's all these interesting conversations that spring forth from it. So do I think the open critic, Metacritic are going to push people away? Absolutely not. I do wonder how it's going to sell. I do. And I, but I don't think that's at all because of review scores. I think that's because where are you at with this? You know, like, are you somebody who wants to replay this game and go through and do it? And you've never done it before. You want the best looking version. You want that, you know, piece de resistance for your playstation 5 that you can show people and be like look at as barrett brings it up look at how good ellie looks how look how real this looks this is amazing or are you somebody who's like oh man i played the last of us i bought it in 2013 <laughs> i then bought the remastered or i didn't buy remastered and now i have it through playstation plus or whatever and now this is there and that's great but is this enough is this a visual feast for the eyes that i need to go buy yeah th this review cycle has been for me interesting and i've been split right usually as as somebody who reviews video games for kind of funny right like when it comes to reviews i am very lenient in terms of the ways in which reviews can differ and sway and come from different perspectives and different contexts right i think that's part of the beauty of what reviews are where i come in i might play the same game as greg and greg is like this is a masterpiece this is a 10 out of 10 thing and i might come out and be like 
no, this is a five out of ten. This is bad, right? In both of those. First off, valid. I did I did not fucking call Avengers a ten out of ten. Right? Are, you, are you sure? I, I'm I positive. Remember I'm, sure, sure, I'm, I'm positive. Sure, what Greg, I, you gave I, it a ten out of ten, and bless. I'm pretty sure you gave Miles Morales a two out of ten. Oh my god! god don't get me god. started on Miles Morales and this kid over here. Don't you know what I mean? At least I think I would not review scores back then because I would have given a, a probably a four out of five, and everybody would have lost their fucking minds. We talked about it. The way he talks about it, it's more like a three. I mean, yeah, uh, but yeah, like, you know, that's the beauty of reviews is that we can differ so much, but all of it is valid because we're coming at it from our own context, our own, our own different lens and all this stuff. Uh, last was part one, seeing the Metacritic, I look at this Metacritic and I'm like, I very much disagree. I think the last was part one Metacritic should be way higher. And that will come back to what we're looking at when we're, when we're reviewing this thing, right? The different yeah. contexts. I know for a fact, a lot of these reviews are coming from the uh, place of hey, how necessary is this game right now? And then also, yeah, as a $70 experience, right? Like, does this do the job of convincing me that I need to buy The Last of Us Part 1 for $70? Which I think that's going to get into a whole separate conversation of should value come into the review process? And that's, I think, person by person and outlet so, by outlet. We're here. We're already there. I think yeah. we need to go, right? <laughs> and that's you, person by person, outlet by outlet, I think, is a great way to look at it. I was to toot our own horn for a little bit here Toot toot. Mm. so happy with our last of us part one review because i really do think it is a great example of what kind of funny does with reviews when we started doing when we finally came to a review scale after bullshitting around for so long and doing it right so many people got not feathers ruffled but were worried of like well, is it going to take away from the conversation? Is it going to do this? And we're like, no, it's, the, the scores don't matter. It's just a nice way to give you a window into what we think, blah, 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 blah. We're still there to talk about games in a way that I think uh, an IGN or a GameSpot or whoever big .com review wouldn't. You know, we are a podcast company. We make podcasts. We say something and then we just talk about the same thing forever. So coming into Last of Us, like, at no point did I think, oh, man, we got to really think about the scores. I mean, but like, I, it's in the video that Raj broke out, right? I was like, oh, but we all agree this is a five out of five, right? Yep, okay, cool. Let's talk about like now our personal journeys with this and where we're at with it and why we feel this way and how you played through it again, bless, right? And it cemented you as, or this is one of your favorite games of all time and you yeah. loved it. You have, you have all these great stories about it. And I played through out of the quarantine zone and through a couple of clicker encounters and I was like, I definitively do not want to play this. Not because it's bad, just because I am not in the, I, there's, this is The Last of Us, which is great, and I played it in 2020, I don't need to replay it again. And that doesn't take away from me thinking that it's a masterpiece, it's, I just want to play old game is old kind of thing, blah, 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 blah. And so we're able to go in and have those conversations, and I think, you know, Paris brought up in our our, our review, uh, our com review conversation discussion, the, is it $70, Andy thought it should be 50 yada, yada, yada. Nobody dinged it on points for that. But I think it's the power of what we do is that we're able to sit there and say, Gameplay-wise, story-wise, yada, yada. Last of Us is a five out of five. This is a masterpiece. This is a great game. The context surrounding the game and where we are, that is the opinions we're giving you that are the really the thrust of the hour-long video we posted, right? And yeah. so, yeah, then it gets into a very interesting place. And before we even go any further into it, for the record, I am not talking shit about any of our peers or colleagues at all. Like, that's not what I'm trying to get into here. But you do then get into... What is the place of a big .com review of this? I feel like you get into a sticky situation of what do any of these .coms, IGN, GameSpot, Fanbyte, throw them all, anybody who's reviewing this, what is their review trying to do? And I think it is 
a hard situation to be like, we are reviewing, we are re-reviewing one of the greatest games of all time that we already said was a 10 out of 10. And now we need to come into it in 2022 and say, Hey, this is what we're taking away from it. This is what the game is. And is that where you come in and you have the, you know, it's, I, I, I love Luke. I'm not talking shit. It's harder to argue that this was an entirely crucial remake though, considering 2014's last of us review stands head and shoulders. It's like, that's accurate. And we yeah. all agree with that. But is that what this is? And, and, and I don't know. I don't know the answer. And I don't know what IGN's objectives are. And I'm not even talking shit about IGN or anything. I, like, I don't know. I, I, when I was there and I, I, I don't. When I was there and I, IGN I, was my favorite version of IGN. It was when Hillary was our boss. And Hillary was like, everything needs to be an opinion piece. Like we're done doing back of the box. We're done doing that kind of stuff. This You yeah. come into a preview and you come out and it's not. I hope it'll shape up. It can be like, this sucked and I didn't like it. Or here's a really personal story, yada, yada, yada. And so I'm not sure what their mandate is for reviews anymore. And so it is interesting of just off the back of this, like, did Luke think the original Last of Us was a nine out of ten, or did he think that was a ten out of ten? And is it because obviously reviews and, are yeah, Go and that's the yeah. tough thing, right? Where you're coming in, and it is it is the thing of when you're reviewing a game like this, what are the parameters? Is it okay, cool? How well has Last of Us aged? Because I understand that coming to play, because it is pretty much for the most part the same exact gameplay as you're getting from the 2013 game so you are going cool how does this gameplay stand in 2022 but then also how does this remake stand in terms of what it brings to the package right and then yeah when you're talking about what is the main date in terms of how you're reviewing the last of us uh when you're talking about the dot coms right i think there are quite a few different things that dot coms do and can do when it comes to how we're reviewing this thing. And when I, uh, historically, when I've looked at IGN reviews, uh, I've always seen IGN as like, oh, these are product reviews, right? These are, hey, how much would you recommend to the reader they spend their hard-earned money on this thing, right? And I can understand from that perspective, oh yeah, last is part one, nine out of 10, because there is that sliver of audience that I could see not caring to rebuy this thing or buy this thing because it is a thing that is still fresh. It is a thing that doesn't necessarily uh, require you to pick it up if you've already played the game, especially especially recently. But I think you then also get into, all right, that's a product review. What about critical reviews in terms of what is the product you have, right? Remove valuation, remove uh, the, I guess, the context of Last of Us came out remastered in 2014, right? The thing that's sitting in front of you as a work of art, sitting sitting alone, how do you review that thing? And that's where I get into oh man, I look at Metacritic and I see an 88, or now I guess now it's an 89, and I'm like, I don't know if, if, if we're calling Last of Us, the originals in 95, can we really call this new one in 89 when it is a better version of that game? I understand the arguments, I understand the context, and I know context plays a big role in how we how we factored that in. Yeah. And it's just a difficult thing, right? Where It's super hard, and, it, yeah. and, and it's what I, it's honestly what I love about, video game criticism right now in the modern era is that there are so many ways to come at it because it is this like you know are you know the question was like you know from nathan are, are they getting dinged because of uh you know the 70 bucks and the fact that it's a remake and it, you know, blah, blah. it's like who knows you have to read through every review and go that way but it is the fact that there are all these different reviews and that also speaks to where we were in 2013 where there were fewer reviews of the last of us that were being recognized by a metacritic or being put out there and video game criticism was in a much different place and there's so many different and not to mention like then like you're bringing up you know luke is reviewing a the bones and i everybody's reviewing the bones of a 2013 game being remade here right and so even if you go through as naughty dog did and you change and refine the combat. You make the AI better. You know, you change how you craft. You change. I'm not even getting into the graphics. Just literally the nuts and bolts of gameplay. They've changed that and done all that. But these are, if not exactly the same, I know how much work they did, 
incredibly similar environments where you oh, yeah. walk through and you're like, I remember this room. And what I when I played Last of Us Remastered uh, in 2020, I was I commented on our uh, com- conversations on PS I Love You and I think part two even review and comparisons of just like, man, this is a smaller game than I remember. Like, you know what I mean? Corridors and how it felt and where we were and all these, and not even in terms of just being linear, just in terms of what I was doing in any space. And I think that is then a fair judgment to bring to 2020. Or I'm sorry, 2022. Can you go even further? Yeah. 2022 and be like, well, to compare this narrative action game to the what the peers are doing right now, yes, you know, gameplay environment, it is a little bit more shallow than what you'd see, right? This is what we're going to argue today. Uh, Last of Us 1 versus Last of Us 2 on uh, PS I Love You, right? Of like, when you get to gameplay, is there an argument, which you actually made on the review, that like the simplicity of The Last of Us is actually better than The Last of Us Part Two's more, uh, you know, get into the weeds, get on the ground, go underneath cars, hide, do this, change this. Like, is there is an argument to be had there, but what does it mean when you sit down as, as a reviewer? And I love the idea that we, as always, get to sit down and have those conversations, us, but then also every other reviewer, and then talk about what they wrote and how they went with it too. It, it just gets to be a sticky thing where no matter who you are, and again, what you want to do with your site and your review is totally your business, and I, I appreciate it. I, I want my reviews to be different. I don't want them just to all be the same and have the same score at the end of it. But it does get to that thing if you're going to go, oh, well, we didn't ding it for you know, the fact that you know, uh, is this an entirely crucial remake? We didn't ding it for that. It's mm-hmm. like, well, then why isn't your verdict? You know what I mean? Like, as soon as you open the door to that, I feel like you have to have a conversation about that that goes a little bit deeper than that. And so it's, a, and I'm not even talking about Luke and IG. I'm talking about everybody who's talked about this and goes through that of like, well, what is this and what are we trying to accomplish? Because, yeah, like in a vacuum, you look at The Last of Us Part 1, the PlayStation 5 version, and it's like, this game's fucking incredible, right? Yeah. But you look at it in the real world of 2022, you're like, yeah, this game's incredible, but I've played it multiple times at this point on multiple platforms. Yeah, and I, I think that's where it gets interesting, right? You look at uh, Nathan's question. He's, he starts off by asking, will uh, this Metacritic push away a decent portion of, of the the buyers who uh, look at it, see that it's way lower? And when I say way lower, right, I'm talking about six points off. But so six points lower. Low. So fucking low, they give it a 60. Definitely no, going like, to hurt you in the whole games cast league, but yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, uh, that's not going to hurt me that bad, though. Like, it's not going to propel me in the way that I want. It's wanted. not going to do God of War Ragnarok numbers, right? Ah, like, fuck, you're saying, right. Just like, uh, but yeah, like, I mean, no, it's not going to push anybody away we all know what the last of us is the last of us is unknown quantity the last of us is uh more it, the last of us as an ip i think has power that uh oversees whatever a metacritic could give it unless it's getting like a 70 or something like that then we get into that conversation but an 89 for a remake i think is totally fine for for um in terms of what it does for sales but I think what is i think where this is going to become fascinating is what five to ten years from now when we look back and go all right, like, where does Last of Us stand in terms of the PlayStation Pantheon, like one of the reviews put it. And we look, and it is, oh, yeah, part one, Last of Us part one got an 89. The original Last of Us got uh, a 95, right? Remastered got 95. Is Last like, I feel like it's a confusing message when I would say, and I think for the most part, I would think everyone would say Last of Us part one, like, objectively a better product than Last of Us, the original um i'm sure there's that small audience that's like no i preferred some of the design choices of the original but that would confuse me because like it is almost one for one uh it's not like demon souls where i saw some of the audience go oh man demon souls remake removed like this texture and like it had this it had like this um thing that you could read into in terms of what the art of it is right it's not that right it is very much just last of us 
just modernized feel is feels better the AI, the ai is better right and a lot of it is these better uh marginal differences i think look going into the future looking back it's gonna be kind of a weird all right yeah it's got it has an 89 but really it's a 95 if you really want to want to sit down and be real about it i don't know i think that's interesting um, i think it's just one of those things that at this point since it isn't a six it isn't getting a 60 on metacritic mm-hmm. nobody's gonna care i i just don't i think that same exactly i think when we talk about the best games of all time for playstation yada 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 i think you'll say the last of us i don't think you'll go out of your way to say oh remaster or oh oh, part one you're just gonna say last of us wherever you played it and whatever you did with it and i think the same thing of like to nathan's question is this gonna push people away the scores of course not because either you let's be frank and honest was anybody and i don't mean obviously is the game broken like not that way but was anybody looking at these reviews today last night where you're like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to wait for these reviews. Yeah. I, I think I, I think if you if you were being honest with yourself and like, if it's going to get normal Last of Us reviews, which it's getting, you knew what your answer is going to be for this game. Either I'm buying it right away. I'm going to wait for it to be on sale. I don't need to play it. I think it's a money grab. Like, I don't think anything that's been said today changes those opinions in terms of where you were the night before. And I don't think that then sullies the reputation of Last of Us. And I do think that, again, what this is designed for is we have a hit HBO show that just cleaned up on Emmys that just did all these things. It's amazing. They've optioned it for three more seasons. It is the toast of the town. Everybody's talking about it. It is the greatest video game adaptation of all time. And you have never heard of it and you watched it and you loved it. And now you're like, shit, I should check out video games. And in this far flung future of 2023, sometime (laughs) you will be able to walk into a Walmart and buy a PlayStation five off the shelf in buy, And there's last of us part one, bink, buy that and go yeah. and not, and I, you will not, that person will not check Metacritic that person. Cause I, I don't know. I mean, at, whatever they're going to put on the box eventually of just like one of the greatest games. How do you even go winner of umpteen game of the year awards? Not and put all the years on it. I got You can do yeah. so many different things with it. It's where it's like, people are going to know the last of us is a fucking touchstone moment in gaming and i think that's all they need to know they're not going to get there no one's going to get into the minutiae of the fact that this is the third box copy of the game and what does that mean and what which one's the nobody cares 100 yeah it's, I'm, I'm curious to see end of the year end of year stuff because I, I don't think last is part one comes up as much but it's one that and when I think about how it's going to factor into my end of year stuff, right, I can see myself putting last is part one in my game of the year top 10 and that's going to be just so, such a weird thing of all right, out of all these games, it is probably my favorite, maybe second favorite after Elden Ring. I'm not really had that conversation with myself, but like it's going to be my top two, possibly, maybe top three, depending on God of War Ragnarok goes. Um, but when I'm putting it into, when I'm making the kind of funny vote of what are our top 10 so we can determine our overall top 10, I don't know if it ends up there, right? Because like on my personal, on a personal level, yeah, this is one of my favorite things I played this year. On the kind of funny level, I'm like, I don't know if it needs that if it needs those flowers and i don't know if anybody like in terms of other outlets game awards all that stuff are gonna give it its flowers for that unless maybe there's the best remake category at some of these sites i can see it ending up there um but yeah like in 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 terms of how we look at it from i guess the review critical metacritic uh uh, standpoint it's gonna be a fun one to keep an eye on i think or an interesting one to keep an eye on because it feels almost like a just a fun social experiment of what happens when you remake a game this soon and you put it in the hands of reviewers and the audience and they have to react to it um and we're seeing that happen in real time so we are seeing it happen in real time ladies and gentlemen greg 
let's continue talking about PlayStation with story number two. PlayStation's Plus games for September have been revealed. I'm going directly from the PlayStation blog. Get ready for Baron, everybody. (laughs) Today, we're excited to share the lineup we have in store for the month of September. That we are adding to both the monthly games lineup for all members and the games catalog for essential, extra, and premium members on PlayStation Plus. The the monthly games are available from September 6th and games catalog or in game catalog and classics from September 20th. Let's take a closer look at the packed month ahead. And as like a me me chiming in here, right? I think this is an interesting one because uh, as they've been doing it since the launch of the new PlayStation Plus, it has been cool for PlayStation Plus essential. We are doing it the way we've always done it, where it is the last week of the month. We tell you what's coming up on Tuesday, and then midway through the month, that's when they usually tell us about the the uh, extra and premium games catalog. This is the first time where they've done it all in one go. Where hey, we're just going to tell you about the whole month uh, in one list. Uh, so let's get into it. This month for PlayStation Plus Essential, you're getting Need for Speed Heat for PS4, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus for PS4, and then Tom for PS5. Woo! Hey, uh, Get for that PlayStation, platinum. send me all the f- photos of Porty in the game. And uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, I've heard, is a pretty good fighting game. And then also Need for Speed Heat, I heard, is one of the good ones. Uh, it's easy to kind of. I heard it's one of the good ones. <laughs> it's easy to lump all those Need for Speeds into like, oh man, I don't need to worry about those. I think Heat is the one that people were like, actually, it's pretty fun. And so huh. keep an eye on it. Uh, for PlayStation Plus Extra, you're getting Deathloop for PS5, Woo! Assassin's Creed Origins for PS4, Watch Dogs 2 for PS4. Woo! I'm just going to read the games on other platforms. I think the rest of them are PS4 games. Uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2, uh, Spirit Fair, Farewell Edition, Chicory, A Colorful Tale, Monster Energy Supercross, the official video game 5, uh, and that is for PS5, actually. Uh, Alex Kid in Miracle World, DX for PS4 and PS5, Rabbids Invasion, the interactive TV show, Rayman Legends, and then Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the game complete edition. Uh, and then for PlayStation Plus Premium, you're getting Siphon Filter 2 for PS1, The Sly Collection for PS3, Woo! Sly Cooper Thieves Woo! in Time for PS3, Bentley's Hack Pack for PS3, Toy Story 3 for PSP, and Kingdom of Paradise for PSP. Greg, it's a banger month, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's a proper no. month. It's a bopper. It's a bopper month. month. <laughs> is what added to the pantheon of PlayStation Plus bopper months. Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, as you said, Need for Speed Heat apparently good. Cool, whatever. Uh, Tom, you know, one of my favorite games from that year last year, right? Uh, and then I know for PlayStation Plus Extra, you get into some real things we've all been behind on different times, right? Where Death Loop we loved and it didn't get the flowers I thought it deserved, so it's cool to see it here, ready to go. Which is interesting too, because of course. Everybody's been waiting for that year of exclusivity to come up and it to go to yeah. Xbox, obviously. Not there yet, but okay, here we go. And that uh, goes up next month, I want to say. And so, hey man, get in while you year, can. After the year, we, putting on a place in that's only a year, though? No, no, no. It's just one of those things yeah. we've all we've all assumed right at that right. point. Uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, another game people really love. Watch Dogs 2, a game I adored and such a great representation of a video game, San Francisco. Go play it. Chicory, you know, you and Janet, uh, blessed, loved that on PS. I love you, XOXO. So another yep. great one there. And then, of course, yeah, uh, here you go. Where are all the PlayStation classics that uh, they removed? Who called it, Barrett? You did. I told you, motherfuckers. You're like, everybody's like, where's Sly? Why? They had more. Where's Toy Story? They had these things before. I'm like, yeah, they're taking them away. <laughs> Nobody so asked now, where's Toy Story. <laughs> so now, <laughs> where's Toy Story 3 on PSP? <laughs> now they get to pepper them back in every so often and, and rebuild it's the library just, they already had for you. And like you said, drip feeding. Drip feeding yep. us content that was in PlayStation Now. Like Sly Cooper, the collection. I don't know if, uh, what was the fourth one? Thieves in Time. I don't know if that was in yeah, uh, PS Now. Uh, but the collection was oh, in there. Um 
and then it was just gone for this new iteration. And yeah, you're fucking right. They're just gonna, like they're doing that to be able to say like, oh, we're giving like constant or not constant, but like regular enough Trip updates feed. with uh you know uh with games that weren't on the service before technically. And it's just so bewildering to me it's just so lame also, and dumb and also why the psp version of toy story 3 i feel like they're doing the psp version just so one. they can say we're adding more psp games what the fuck hey man, but they didn't even bother for the ps2 games that's the thing that pisses me off there's no ps2 games on the list because they'll and, never add any unless it's a ps3 remaster that you can only stream you know and no no offense to uh no offense to like he's about to offend somebody <laughs> <laughs> and whenever I say no offense, I am about to offend somebody. But like, what the fuck is Bentley's hack pack? What the fuck is? Ke- I won't ask. What well, the first fuck off, that Paradise, Bentley's that hack, the show some fucking respect. Like. Bentley, of course, is from Sly Cooper. All right, so I think this is a mini game oh, they're spinning out there. I think okay. I forget what the story was on. I want to say it was like it's a like a Daxter Vita. situation. Yeah, it was like a. I can't remember if it was a standalone thing. It was a standalone thing that was made. I'm gonna Google. I remember, I remember I remember Bentley's hack pack, but I don't remember the story behind it. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Metacritic, Bentley's hack pack, PlayStation Vita, iPhone, iPad, and PS3. Hit Bentley's arcade hangout to play three retro-tinged games. See, so yeah, it was just this little fucking thing to have you play. I, I think it, it was a lead-up to Sly that they put it out, right? that says, dang, this guy hosts a PlayStation podcast and doesn't know Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you idiot. I've never heard of Bentley in my life. Well, I don't know, Sly. I can do a pretty good Bentley. I mean, that was it right there. I don't know, Sly. That's been a while, but I, that's so good. I mean, we just got to take your great word for it, you know, Greg. That's a great fucking Bentley impression, if you didn't right, know. Sure, if you say so. I, uh, real quick, too. Real quick, too. Nano's got two for us. Uh, hmm. Thieves in Time was on PlayStation Now previously, and then Bentley's... Uh, okay, Bentley's Hat Pack is a mini game. From Thieves in Time, that's what it was. That was standalone release for everything for three bucks. I think it's impressive how much PlayStation just does not give a fuck about premium. Look at this, dude. Look at this list. Like, like you look at first of all, look at PlayStation Plus Essential. Right, those are three great games between Tom, Need for Speed Heat, and Green Blue Fantasy Versus. Right, you get into PlayStation Plus Extra, and it's like Death Loop, Assassin's Creed Origins, Watch Dogs Two, Dragon Ball Xenoverse Two, Chicory, Banger after Banger after Banger, and Monster Energy Supercross. Then you get the PlayStation Plus Premium, and again, <laughs> no offense to anybody. Right, I know. <laughs> no, listen. Uh, no, bless. I'm not saying it's like, offense. Just I'm not saying offense. Sly Cooper is bad or anything like that. Sly Cooper, there's a fan base there. It's like Sly Cooper is cool. I've always wanted to play that game. But, like, there's so many games on the platform that you can pull from. Where the fuck are the Metal Gear Solids? Where the fuck are all the PS2 games? That's too much work. That's too hard. Do That's I really want to stream Sly Cooper? Like, and, uh, Give me Sly Cooper native. And also, uh, Stop Broken work. versus the World was a PS3 game. And you're putting out the complete edition on PS4, or you're putting the complete edition in extra. Isn't that usually in premium when you do that? Bless. Oh, now you're go. getting here into my level go. of insanity with their fucking rule set, dude. It they don't follow their own rule set, and I think it's like it's more on the publisher at that point on like what they want, uh, which is which makes it just more confusing, man. In the live chat on youtube.com slash kind of funny games for our experiment this week, Next Level Nick gave us $4.99 and said, Blessing and his lack of Bentley knowledge, shaking my head, fake PlayStation fan. Yeah, I paid $5 for this. <laughs> anyway, uh, play Rain Man Legends. That game kicks ass. No, Should totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bentley's but this is, another, this is another one, uh, Bless. And I, and I know we've talked about it and said it that I think PlayStation Plus Premium is best served as your 
indulgence. You you know you you. I would say PlayStation Plus Extra is great. Look at all the games you're getting oh, here. Yeah. Look at what well, you got this right. I would say that that's where everybody should probably hover. If you you know stay an extra if you're using it obviously and getting all these things. And then when they drop some classic that you really have to go play, go play it. But otherwise, like why would you hang in pre- premium? Is anybody playing these no. classics? I mean, I know Toy Story three on PSP was a huge hit. Yeah, uh, and, and now, those I, are I, now I finally get to play the, the sequel to Toy Story two, which I've been uh, you know waiting for ever since I played it on premium. Right, bless. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, maybe this is a kind of funny about comments that you're wrong. Is the PS three version of Toy Story three on PlayStation Plus Premium? Because that was the one I remember getting buzz. No, no pun intended. Uh, that was the one that I remember it people was on being PS like now at least from what I remember. Okay. Oh, so they probably took it off so they can give it to us and act like they're actually giving us something. Probably. The premium situation pisses me off. Extra, pretty dope. Like PS Plus Extra, I'm right, right there with you. Extra is fucking. They're put. They're putting their foot in that thing. PlayStation Plus Premium. I'm like at this point, man, just chop it off. We don't need this. Just loop it into Extra. You guys aren't trying. They're not trying. I digress. As, as I can see right now, bless Toy Story Three for the PS3. Is not on premium. Oh, it's gonna get is they're gonna drop that for us next month. They're gonna be like, oh yeah, giving us Toy Story three a second time. And they're gonna go, yes, we are because we're PlayStation and we now, own you. As I've done from the front, from the announcement, from the get, I've told you that they're gonna drip feed the stuff they took away and bring bringing it back. Yada yada yada. Right, that's how it's gonna go. Mm-hmm. I know this makes people angry. That I'm right as always. But the question I have is, even though it's silly and it's goofy, it makes sense, right? Because if they had just brought over all the same games, nobody would have cared. You would you have ever dug in and found Toy Story three on PSP? <laughs> would you have ever played? Yeah, I mean, Sly Cooper's there. Great. Would that have like motivated you to go? Maybe I should play Sly Cooper. It is very much. I'm going to use a dated Simpsons reference, everybody. But you remember, it's one of the best, one of my favorite Simpsons references. Remember when a poo has to move in with the Simpsons, right? And he goes there, and James Conn takes over the Cookie Mart for a little bit. But at mm-hmm. one point, Marge walks into the kitchen and Apu's stacking all the canned food on the countertop like he's at the Quickie Mart and it's corn. And she's like, why are you doing this? And he's like, oh, I, I, she's like, I usually keep it in the, in the cabinets. And he, and he goes, oh, if you keep, if you keep it in the cabinets, it'll, you'll never move it. People won't know it's there. And Bart and Lisa walk in and go, corn? Mm, I haven't had corn in a while. And they pick it <laughs> off and they, t- and they eat it. That's what they are doing with all these games. They could have just shoved everything out again, put 300 some odd games out in PlayStation Plus Premium. And y'all would have been like, cool, but where's the new shit? And because they knew they needed to give you new shit to make it seem like your money was going somewhere, they took stuff away just to drop in new <laughs> but things. But that's, that's my exact corn. problem, is that, like, they're when they're reaching into their catalog of these, uh, these back catalog games, right, it is them, like, taking away all of our generic toys and then giving us back the generic toys and expect, expecting us to be excited about it. When I'm looking behind the window and I'm like, you got the cool shit back there. Like, put Brave Friends and Musashi on this, on this shit. Put Kingdom Hearts on this shit put like put shadow of colossus the original put the nba street volume 2 put burnout put simpsons like hit and run. put simpsons hit and run. you got so many cool classic games that you Tony. can reach out and they're just reaching past all the cool shit and giving me toy story 3 on the psp which i'm sure one of you guys are a fan of not you guys on the show is but one of you guys watching i'm sure somebody out there is like don't slander the name of toy story 3 but I'm going to i got because why I, the fuck are you giving me toy story 3 for the psp <laughs> the ps3 version was better anyway you don't know that. I don't know that, but I assume because, like, that was the talk of the town. I remember that. Baird, being I'm sending, I played a I demo looked at it. I'm going to send you right now over to the old. I don't know. I'll send it right to you. I'm Star Wars you. Battlefront Two. This you say nobody wants it right now. PS Project Long Parasite Play. Eve Project Long Play has PSP Long Play right, Toy Story me, Three. It's got here. 5.7 million views. 
Right, hold on. Hold That's on. how much people want this definitive version. I, I need a, a Toy Story 3. version of Toy Story 3. There's no way this version is like the shit. The PSP version. Nanobiologist right, says neither Toy Story 3, the game, game, PS3 or PSP, were on PS Plus now. This is a new edition. So there you go. Eat your words. And here we go. Look at Woody. You got a friend in me. I only know the TikTok version. Wait, Toy Story 3 wasn't on PS Now is what he said? That's what he's saying. That's what Nana's saying. Maybe I'm thinking of Mania because uh, uh, well, yeah. maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, this seems pretty cool. I don't know if that's true. Like, are you, is Nano talking about the PS3 version? Because I feel like I played. He says neither <laughs> Toy Story 3, PS3, or PSP were on PS Now. Huh. This is a new edition. He could be wrong, but I picked that, that's that game rare. Nano is usually rarely wrong. I feel like I played that game during our PS Now review that me and uh, Janet did. But maybe I just looked up a YouTube video for some reason. Mm. I definitely did some kind of study on Toy Story. Nanobiologist says I looked at the full list of PlayStation Now games and there is no Toy Story game on it. All right. That's okay. So, Nano is definitely wrong because there was Toy Story. There were Toy Story games on PS Now at some point. Nano, this is going to be, a, is gonna be say, a huge. This is going to be a huge blow to your credibility around here. If it yeah, turns uh, out Bander SN yeah, says Toy Story Mania is a ride at Disneyland. It's also a video game. Yeah, it was. I remember. I they, I, I went, uh, I, you know, back when people wasted a lot of money and there was no, no COVID to worry about. For the promotion for that game, they sent us to Disneyland. We, for oh, a day, we cool. went around. Holy fucking, shit. We played, me and Bozon ran around Disneyland riding rides. And then at one point, we went and did the Toy Story Mania thing where you did the popper. You know, the big, bo- the, you know, the buzz bopper. You know what I'm talking about, anybody? When you're in the car and it spins around. <laughs> Nana wants me bopper. to pull up the list. Is this list, like, accurate for the entirety of PS Now's uh, life uh, span? Yeah, I, mean, I would think right. so. What I want you to do is I want you to do the research, right? And while you're doing the research, I'm going to send what this I'll, to What I'll do is says instead... Nano is wrong. I played Toy Story on it. Huh? All right. Ladies and Nano... gentlemen, Nano might be falling. Nano? He might be falling. Get banned forever. Sauce. I heard he's not a biologist. Nano I heard he's not a real biologist. Says, Fuck if I know <laughs> to your question of is it the full list. <laughs> All right. Then go? why are you using this list then to be like, well, he doesn't have I mean, He's doing his best. He's doing his best out there. It's not know. good enough, Greg. Oh, my God. Don't do this to him. Listen. PS Plus Premium, not a great deal. PS Plus Extra, seemingly a pretty good deal. Do you know where you can go to get an amazing deal? Patreon.com slash games, where you can go and get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like checking in your baggage at the airport without a lock. You don't know who's looking through all your stuff, finding all of your Nintendo Switches, your PlayStation Vitas, or all the other things that you're hiding in there. When you go online without a VPN, internet service providers, ISPs, can see every single website you visit. They can legally sell this information without your consent. Nobody wants that. That sounds like a bad time for everybody. You can browse more anonymous it's easy to use and it works on all devices i love expressvpn it is super simple to use i feel safe across all of my devices knowing that whether i'm on my desktop or my mobile phone people aren't getting in there i'm safe on the internet and what i look at what i browse that's mine. That's for me to know. Secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com slash kind of funny today. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash kind of funny. And you can get an extra three months free. Expressvpn.com slash kind of funny next up shout out to chime like a cool breeze chime is a refreshing way to handle your money there's no monthly fees no maintenance fees and no minimum balance fees so it's how banking should be done and when you need access to your money you can do so fee free at more than 60,000 in network atms at many locations like most walgreens or 7-elevens you can also send money to anyone even if they aren't on chime fee free for you and no cash out fees for them chime no monthly fees 
fees, no vibe killing fees. Sign up for a Chime checking account. It only takes two minutes and it doesn't affect your credit score. You can get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Chime is a financial technology company, not a bank. Banking services provided by a debit card issued by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC, out of network ATM withdrawal fees apply except at MoneyPass ATM in a 7-Eleven location and at all Allpoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. Other fees such as third party and cash deposit fees may apply. Chime.com slash KF Games. Craig Miller, you have something to say? Uh, yeah, while that was happening, nanobiologist was doing his best over here, right? And first off, he said, uh, I'm getting, I'm about to, in all caps, I'm about to get married. My brain isn't all there. I didn't know that, Nana. Congratulations. Um, but then he also says, okay, I found the full database of PS Now games. Mania was on it, but not Toy Story 3. So Toy Story okay. Mania has been confirmed. I saw all the right. PlayStation blog post when I was able to search for that too. Okay. And then he puts, he does put in the database there. So I was thinking but, of Mania. Right. Still, but Nano said that no Toy Story had ever been there on there. Yeah. So he is a bit discredited. Yeah. Because, oh, for sure. Yeah. But it's just, he's tarnished a bit, right? It's yeah. like when Michael Jordan got busted for gambling and stuff. And it was like, oh, okay, maybe he's not the perfect role model. You but, know what but, I mean? But, but he's but still do, Michael Jordan. But do we, uh, do you know what we expect of people who are tarnished blessing? What's that? To rise. I knew it was going to be some Elden Ring mm, bullshit. Yeah, right. But he's not maidenless. It's true. I've, ex- I've run out of things anywhere. that I know I about Elden Ring. I don't believe a word <laughs> a nanobiologist says. Right? He didn't fuck up enough to, for me to go, okay, maybe he's not a nanobiologist. Or maybe he's not a biologist, but maybe he's a macrobiologist. Right? He's a little bit wrong. All right? He's a little bit off. I don't believe him. Let's hop into story number three. Sony and Tencent have bought over 30% of From Software. Speaking of tarnish, this comes from Ryan Leston at IGN. Sony and Tencent have increased their stake in Elden Ring developer From Software, now owning over 30% of the company between them. Sony now owns 14.09% of the company, while Tencent, via its Six Joy subsidiary, now owns 16.25%. From Software clearly aims to capitalize on this increased investment, with majority stakeholder Katakawa issuing the following statement. Quote, From Software decided to conduct the third-party allotment to SixJoy within the Tencent Group, which has strength in its capabilities to develop and deploy mobile games and other network technologies in the global market, including China, and SIE within the Sony Group, which has strength in its capabilities to deploy IP in games, videos, and various other media in the global market, concurrently and separately, end quote. However, Katakawa, which still owns 69.66% nice of From Software, also asserted the company will double down on creating its own IP. Quote, From Software will aim to proactively invest in development of more powerful game IP uh, for, its, for itself to strengthen From Software's development capabilities and will seek to establish a framework that allows the expansion of the scope of its own publishing in the significantly growing global market. End quote. Greg, what are PlayStation and Tencent doing here? Put the money plan? into an up-and-coming developer that they think is going to keep making games that are keep get, keep getting bigger and keep making more money. One hundred percent. From Software seems like that that cool kid on the on the playground that like just came back from shooting a season of an upcoming television show. Jeez, and, wow. Like, yeah, and, like they're the like, talk of the town. Like they show they come back to the playground. And everybody's like, "Oh damn, this Mark is over there." Mark is. Did this happen cool a lot to you? Did you? Have, no, this, this never happened. This never okay. happened to me. Yeah, I, never <laughs> I just had to make up that scenario on the spot. Uh, gotcha. But no, that that that's. I what thought, I was, I thought you were gonna software. be came back from a vacation, like came back from Jamaica or something. You know, where they had the, their their yeah. hair yeah. was cool done stories. different, or they had like a. Uh, uh, what do you call it? a puka shell necklace? You know what I mean? Something like that. No, nah, those glow ups way better, way bigger than that. 
Oh no, this is a huge yeah. deal. I remember when I went to I visited my aunt. She taught in high school once, and I was visiting her, and it turned out the kid, this is a dated ass reference. The kid who who was young Rudy and Rudy, he went to school there, and we bumped into him in the hallway, and it was like he was this kid was like walking on water. Are you fucking kidding? Because it was like right after Rudy had hit and been huge. Do you ever fantasize about being that guy? Right, like as a kid, you were you did something real cool, and then you come back to high school, and all of a sudden you're the coolest kid in the high school. I did, so don't worry about. No, I didn't. I, just, uh, I, I thought you were asking. Did we imagine being Rudy? <laughs> <laughs> or did you imagine being Rudy? Probably at some point. Yeah, both those things. Probably. Yeah, probably. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I want to bring in a question from Cozy Bear writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says Sony and Tencent have collectively acquired 30% of From Software. If Sony were to one day. Well, I'm sorry. Randy in the chat says that did happen to me. There was a friend over <laughs> summer that was in Ernest Goes to Camp. What? That's fucking awesome. That Do you understand so cool. that I had a turtle named Pokey because of the turtle Pokey and Ernest Goes to Camp? Ernest goes to camp. Fucking, that's a flick right there. If if Tim <laughs> wasn't such an asshole, we'd be doing Ernest in review out here, having a great time. Jesus Christ. Back to Cozy Bear. If Sony were to one day fully own the Soulsborne developer, what pre-existing Sony franchise would you want from software to lend their expertise to, and or fully reinvent as a Soulsborne-like experience? Ugh. You're not a Souls guy, Greg, so I don't yeah, know I if know, you right? actually have any. Stay away from my PlayStation IP. I don't want any of this. <laughs> becoming a I Souls. Was, I would bring a Can you upon. imagine, like, the monkey paw for Greg Miller if they were like, we're bringing back Infamous? And I'm like, yeah, and like, from, from software. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm going to wander around fucking giant ass environments with no fucking story and then having to listen to Tam tell me the story's great. Fuck. See, that's when the third third Greg Miller I would open and you would realize how brilliant of a developer they, they are. Because, like, you would play the Infamous game and go, Ah oh, shit! This is genius, actually. This is fucking incredible. And then well, I play it, and I'd be like, mm. and then I go watch two and a half hour videos from Nuva Ring or whatever that guy's name is, and then I'd be like, oh, I get it now. Okay, crap. This is an allegory. Cole was fighting <laughs> this thing Ringer? the whole time. <laughs> who are you trying to? Who are you even trying to pull right there? Like, I said the Nuva Ring, which is a form of birth control, and okay. who I'm trying to pull is the guy who makes all the the uh, the videos y'all love about uh, the things <laughs> I, I legitimately no idea what the dude's name was i forget what it is. uh you're talking about uh when i was playing I bloodborne you're andy would be like oh man if you like yeah vati vati, vati video. Video. there you go yeah not even in the ballpark Ringer. again, but I knew. Not even I, close. I, literally, it was the file not found. We played a game yesterday on the, or today, I guess, on patreon.com slash kind of funny games for the Gamescast post show. It was a new new game of Bless Who where he puts a bunch of blanks in there. That was what I had there. Where I was like, y'all make me watch videos from blank. And I was like, I got to put a word in there. Nuva and you Ringer came up is. with Nuva Ringer. No, I said Nuva Ring. I just, I don't think I put Ringer on it. Oh, okay. I heard Nuva Ringer. I mean, I, my, I slur my speech when I'm just making it all up. So I might have, but I don't know. That's fair. Uh, to the question though, if I ha if from software were to go back into the Sony back catalog and uh, fully re reinvent something as a Soulsborne like experience, uh, I immediately hop to like okay, Shadow of Colossus or the Team Eco games. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, sure. I think it'd be cool. I don't. I wouldn't. I'm of two minds with it. I think it would be fascinating to see from software actually take the Shadow of Colossus IP and make a Shadow Two that is in the eyes of uh a uh, from software and what Miyazaki could do with that because I think out of all the ways to bring back Shadow Colossus as a franchise or bring it back as a sequel, I think that would be one of the ways to get people on their side and go, oh shit, okay, no, we trust Miyazaki. And also Miyazaki has talked about being influenced heavily by Team Eco stuff, right? And specifically, uh, I think Eco uh, is the one. Um, but if I had full control, the way I would actually do it is, hey, don't actually bring back 
Shadow Colossus or like any of the individual games, just make a make a new game in that universe. Like continue on the Team Eco universe, but create a new story in there that is using or that is that is fleshing out um, a, a little bit more of what is going on in that universe. Because while playing Elden Ring, I had thoughts of, oh man, this feels like if Shadow Colossus kind of went deeper into um, what the lore is and what the world is and like what like it, it feels like a fuller shadow colossus not in a way that i'm gonna say is necessarily like better or worse uh but sure. just in a way that's different right like the the way the some of the giants look in elden, elden ring uh invoked colossus for me the way that like some of the castles and architecture looks invoked team eco for me i think them going back into that universe and creating something original out of that universe um would feel authentic and i'm sure for miyazaki would come full circle in terms of oh i was inspired by this now i get to make something for this i think that'd be a cool story you know what I'm going to do? You're going to laugh me out of the room to start, but then we will get somewhere very interesting. All right. Medieval Sir Daniel Fortescue. Uh, let's, and you might, because I think that would be an interesting thing, right? Where in medieval, you're already going around finding a bunch of ghouls and goblins like these uh, demented folks over it from software like to make, right? But imagine if it was basically a Souls game, but it was like they had a cartoony aesthetic to it. Everything else you want, you know, dodge rolling, all that jazz, crazy monsters, crazy everything, but it's done to look like a Pixar cartoon or whatever cartoon. You know what I mean? It's going to be this like Halloween town thing. That could be fun. That'd be pretty cool. Story number four, Quantic Dream has been acquired. This is Joe Scrabbles at IGN. French developer slash publisher Quantic Dream, who's known for Heavy Rain and Detroit Become Human, has been acquired by Chinese company NetEase. NetEase announced the acquisition today. No purchase price has been revealed, uh, which follows its investment in Quantic Dream three years ago. The new owners say that Quantic Dream will, quote, continue to operate independently, focusing on creating and publishing its video games on all platforms, end quote. Quantic Dream will become NetEase's first European studio, but it's been making strides into AAA development recently after making its name and fortune with mobile games. The Chinese company recently backed Yakuza creator Toshihiro Negoshi, uh, his new studio, uh, saw the creation of new developer Jar of Sparks from Xbox pioneer <laughs> Jerry Hook, <laughs> and is behind newly Bear announced... Just right to the jugular. He's like, I'll do it where the robot sings. That's what that's the yeah. clip I'll bring up. I'll bring up the singing <laughs> robot. Okay. Uh, and is behind newly announced open world epic Where Winds Meet. Uh, Quantic Dream has historically focused on narrative-led choice-based adventure games over the years and is currently working on narrative action adventure Star Wars Eclipse. It announced that it, announced that it was publishing Ocean Exploration Game Under the Waves last week. Uh, the company has been subject of the, the company has been subject of reports of workplace misconduct in recent years, something it has vehemently denied, even taking French newspapers to court. All right. Cool, I guess. Right. Yeah, it's one of those like the consolidation of the video game industry continues and the people you know the uh, chinese money getting involved in buying a bunch of different things and doing this thing. all right cool yeah like yeah. quantic dream is already such a interesting studio you know where it's like even before the allegations people are kind of like these guys i don't know about these guys <laughs> and so it's yeah. like all right you're doing this thing like they still make games that i like to play that are uh creative and you know you're showing again the worst part of Detroit become human, which I appreciate. <laughs> I love it. Uh, the thing you're showing or whatever, like those are still games I'm interested in, but yeah, the allegations were so bad. The lawsuits were rough. They won one, lost one. There was, it's been such a clusterfuck over there or whatever. Yeah. This is just like, all right, Netty's owns whatever. It's, it's more of this people getting bought up and more of these things happening. But it's also interesting, of course, that, you know, not to speculate, obviously, but PlayStation didn't buy them. You know what I mean? And sure, maybe I, I always thought when, you know, the old days of beyond when you'd sit around and be like, what's the next studio? And I mean, Insomniac, sure, yada, yada, yada. And then it would be like, you'd get to your 
um, supermassives for Until Dawn, you'd get to yeah. your chronic dreams of heavy rain, uh, beyond two souls. What did I call it yesterday? Beyond dreams. <laughs> beyond sure. human. Beyond human. <laughs> Which sounds like a Detroit real game. I was like, I'm pretty sure I've played Beyond Human before. Detroit Become Human, right? And it's like, okay, like yeah, that never happened. And so it, it, you wonder if it was like, I know. It, it, I'm sorry, I was jumping around looking at the chat for a second. This is the one where, like, you referenced that Cage said that the allegations didn't play a part in selling, or no? Did you not? One of the one of the articles I saw today referenced that that was a okay. Yeah, no, I, a, I didn't a include question that posed to him, and he was like, "No, it had nothing to do with that." But you do wonder if maybe it did, uh, you know, in terms of like they're they're tarnished, so uh, more Ellen Ring shit. Maybe that was you know their their time, yeah. and maybe when they were hot shit, they didn't want to sell or whatever it is, or maybe PlayStation and Xbox and everybody else was like, "I've heard enough stories from these people that I don't no. want to." you know yeah own them. i wonder i wonder how much the ball was dropped by quantic dream in terms of being acquired by sony because I, I would think that that would have been huge for the studio but with david cage having a history of allegations and stories about how he's not that great uh at being a leader and then also just story stuff that you that people critique out of the the quantic dream games that seem to funnel back to him being um lead uh in terms of a lot of the nar narrative stuff there i wonder if a David Cage-less Quantic Dream, and a Quantic Dream without um, the leadership that has been tarnished in a lot of ways. I wonder if that Quantic Dream gets acquired by PlayStation, and I wonder if that Quantic Dream becomes uh, not necessarily the talk of the town, because I don't know if we ever looked at them, at them as the talk of the town, but at least a very valuable resource in terms of PlayStation, who they are as a developer. Because, you know, Heavy Rain, Beyond, <laughs> Beyond, Human, uh, Beyond Two Souls, and Detroit Become Human, those were big drops for PlayStation first party. Yeah, you know, like... You know, those are games that helped characterize the year. And also, I'd say help characterize PlayStation as a, hey, this is our slate, right? We got the God of Wars. We got the Horizons. We got the, you know, the infamouses. But also, here's a really cool-looking narrative game that is, has very high fidelity and very interesting, interesting art direction and, you know, is high budget and all these things. Quantic Dream, I think, filled in a gap that, for PlayStation, was valuable. And, you know, I think that's kind of where Supermassive comes in, where they come, come through, put out um uh what was their game the horror game until dawn, until dawn. They, they put out until dawn and it's like ah shit these guys are out quantic dreaming quantic dream and this is a playstation playstation exclusive and now i can see them being acquired by playstation and obviously that hasn't happened either um the latest yeah, story they, that, they, yeah got bought by nordisk right or whatever Nor yeah how you pronounce it, yeah yeah and uh this comes to this comes back to the latest conversation that i had with it was Sancho, Sancho West on PS Love You last week where it was a post-show question of somebody writing in and being like, hey, there's this studio that is rumored to possibly be working on a game with PlayStation and they come from both former Quantic Dream and former Supermassive people. And reading that story, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I think PlayStation appreciates that kind of game. Um, sure. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're trying to find somebody who will make that for them but not uh, be as tarnished as the Quantic Dream and then also not as, like... I guess all over the place is a super massive when it comes to them working with other publishers as well and maybe you figure not to get bought. you just kind of saw that with Xbox too right where they went and did uh, as dusk falls with interior night right and those were mm -hmm. people that were or Caroline was uh, from Quantic Dream and assembled the team with you know some of those people on it too but it is that idea of like it's this really interesting thing and it's not nearly as big so don't please quote me as saying it is or whatever right but the way PUBG put battle royales on the map and then got totally superseded by Fortnite. Right. Yeah. I feel sim very similar, not the same to how quantic dream did it. Where when quantic dream came around and we all played heavy rain, we're like, Oh my God, this is fucking awesome. And then telltale did it better with the walking dead. Yep. And then like you're saying, super massive came out with until dawn. And it, it spawned this whole thing that I really do feel like I remember in the build up to 
Beyond Two Souls, right? You were like, oh man, they got Elliot Page. Like, this is going to be fucking cool and blah, blah, blah. And they had Willem Dafoe. And it's like, oh, right, right. Willem Dafoe's name. Yeah, Willem Dafoe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was like, this is going to, and then it was like, oh, this just didn't happen. Dude, and- I was so excited for Beyond Two Souls, man. I remember watching the original trailer and I think it was the one where she was in a police station as she was being interviewed and the cop like gave her, I think a couple, or I guess, yeah, the character being he, or she, her gave the yep. character a cup of coffee, walked out and like weird shit started happening. I, I remember watching that trailer and going, God damn, this seems so cool. And playing the yeah. game, it being so bummed out by a, a, a lot of the structure and the actual narrative of it. But yeah, this, this is a, what somebody in chat also brought up, like, what does this do for David Cage? Does he stick around? In interviews, they talk about also that, hey, yeah, we are keeping our independence. Like, we're independent. We're operating independently as a studio. And it is David Cage giving those statements. So, yeah, he's going to still be connected to the studio, which I think kind of leaves the studio in a similar in the same place in terms of I, I, I'd say how a lot of us feel about it. Um, but we'll see where they go, right? We'll see what's up with Star Wars Eclipse coming out yeah, one day. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Story number five. Uh, Konami says it'll announce a new game from a series loved around the world at TGS. This is Chris Golian and get, why? Andy why Robinson at Video Games Chronicle. Konami will announce a new game related to a classic series during next month's Tokyo Game Show, it said. The publisher published its full Tokyo Game Show lineup on Wednesday, with most of the games listed being titles already known. However, in its schedule of stage events, it lists a 45-minute show taking place on September 16th, which is titled Konami New Release Announced. Voice, uh, quote, voice actor Yuji Kachi uh, will be invited as a guest to represent the fans of, of a series which is loved all around the world. Uh, on the announcement stage for a new Konami title, it reads, Kaji has lent his voice to a number of games, including a number of Final Fantasy titles. However, as he's seemingly only, quote, representing the fans of the new game in question, this doesn't necessarily mean the the new title will be related to anything he's previously starred in. One publishing source told VGC that the reveal is likely to be related to a smaller project, rather than no Konami's... shit. Wow, <laughs> what a surprise! Rather than Konami's larger planned revivals for Castlevania, Silent Hill, Metal Gear Solid, uh, which VGC reported on last year. What a fucking surprise that it's. What is this? Bear? Is this Frogger? Is this, Frogger? <laughs> this is Frogger, which Konami developed in 1981. <laughs> I mean, that's what it's gonna be. It's gonna be some fucking little thing we don't that like has a fan base. Obviously, I'm not talking shit about Frogger fans. Don't come at me. Yeah, right? don't, <laughs> don't anger the Frogger fans. I do like Frogger. I do enjoy Frogger, everybody. But I mean, it's not Classic. gonna be something where we're like, oh fuck, this is amazing. It's not gonna be. Yeah. Castlevania, Silent Hill, Metal Gear. I hope I'm wrong. For Jared Petty's sake, I hope it's weakening. It's not. I hope I'm wrong. But here comes drum fucking mania. Story number six to round out the report. Report: IO's James Bond game may not be out until at least 2025. This is Chris Scolian at Video Games Chronicle. A financial report from IO Interactive suggests its James Bond game, Project 007, may not be released before March 2025. Earlier this month, the Danish studio behind the Hitman series published its annual report for the financial year ended on March 31st, 2022. As spotted by Twitter user Dark Detective, Dark part, Detective, Dark Detective, one part of the report suggested that while IO expects to make revenue of 60 to 67 million dollars in the current financial year ending March 2023, it predicts this to drop for the following two years uh, due to the lack of new releases. Quote, we had a couple of years with solid revenue and profits due to the launch of a title, the report says, referring to Hitman 3. However, it then warns, quote, there is a risk the next couple of calendar years, the EBITDA and profits will drop. This is due to a long production phase ahead before the next releases hit the market. 
So basically, don't look forward to James Bond for the next couple of years. <laughs> and that rumored, uh, what, that fantasy dragon game that was r- r- rumored, that was talked about? I don't know much about that one. Sorry, I can't help you on that one. Yeah, I think that was like one that was um, rumored to be an Xbox exclusive. I'm sure we'll hear about that sometime in the next couple of years. But don't expect anything from IO Interactive is basically the gist of it, which saddens me because I really want to play that James Bond game. But we'll have to wait. Just play Greg- the train uh, uh, level over and over again from Hitman 3. Over Which is, yeah, basically again. a James Bond game, 100%. Yep. Or, you know, over and over again. wait for that GoldenEye remake that has been rumored cool. forever coming to the Xbox someday. You know? The one that had the achievements posted or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody knows what's going on with that. Uh, Greg, the next James Bond game is just so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom Grab Shops today, where would I look? I'm James Bond, but I'm Cyclops. Uh, you go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, we got Beyond Human, a.k.a. Beyond the Wire, is out today for PC. Uh, Scave for PC. Call of the Wild, the Angler for PC. Fantasy Star Online 2, New Genesis for PS4. And then Mondili is out today for PC. New dates for you. Xbox will have a TGS 2022 broadcast on September 15th. Uh, you Suck at Parking will be out on Steam and Xbox on September 14th. That I saw awesome. Greg tweeting about this one. Yeah, I saw that today. It looks awesome. And then Sam and Max Save the World and Sam and Max Beyond Time and Space uh, will launch on PlayStation on September 29th. There, Deal- if you don't mind, do you know some stuff? That's, uh, PlayStation put up something. I'm not sure how many of these are new, but they put up dates today for some indies. Uh, Temtem's coming out September 6th. Wayward Strand, which is that game I'm super excited about where I go around the retirement home, September 15th. Tunic, September 27th. Post Void, September 29th. Oh, yeah, I think those might, might be new. I don't think Tunic had a date. Yeah, I thought they were. Mm-hmm. I think it, there's a PlayStation blog post. I wasn't sure if it was new new. Well, there you go. Uh, we got one deal of the day for you. Metal Gear Solid 5, the definitive experience is $3.99 on the USPSN. Go jump on that. One of the best games from the PS4 era. That's right. I said it. Uh, we have a squad up for you. Of course, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can write in with your questions, skip the ads, but then get your squad ups on the show. Just like Nathan Showcat did. Uh, Nathan writes in and says, I've gotten back into playing on a regular basis. Talking about Pokemon Go uh, as a way to pass time. <laughs> I got just in general video games. I've just yeah, gotten back into that. I've, I've gotten back. Uh, uh, as a way to pass the time and uh, when uh, pass the time when taking my puppy for walks every day, but only have a couple of friends that still actively play. I want to be able to send more gifts out to people for my quests. So if anyone in the community is still decently active as well, let me know. Uh, you can add Nathan Choquette on Pokemon Go with the username Indie Ronin, all one word. That is Indie Ronin, all one word. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Rewrite in. Let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. So you can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Uh, Timmy Buddy says Street Fighter also announced that Street Fighter 5 will be free for PS Plus members during the month of September. Cool. Cool. I don't know why that wasn't on the PlayStation (laughs) blog. That would seem important enough to put on the PlayStation blog. So surprises me that 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 wasn't there. PlayStation blog's gone downhill since Ryan Clements left. Wow. Uh, Kebab says uh, I'm macro. Sid. I'm kidding, Sid and Justin. <laughs> macro means larger, not smaller. If Nano was only slightly what he says, he'd he'd be a mini biologist or a microbiologist or a USB C biologist. Oh, I see what he's doing there. Like a micro. Okay, funny kebabs. Uh, and then you suck at you suck at parking is coming to Xbox Game Pass day and date. Uh, says OM Jesus. Woo. Hell yeah. 
Tomorrow's hosts for Kind of Funny Games Daily are going to be Greg and Tim. If you're watching this live on Twitch, after this is Mike and Andy playing some of that Midnight Fight Express. You can catch that stream later uh, by subscribing to youtube.com slash kindoffunnyplays. Remember this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the server level of patreon.com slash games. We're going to be talking a little bit more about Last of Us Part 1 reviews uh, and what unnecessary remake we'd want. Stay tuned for that. Uh, otherwise, until next time, game daily. <laughs>